I'm baking bread, and I have a math problem. Let's be honest here, I always have a math problem. The only thing I'm worse at than math is algebra, or maybe trigonometry. My problem is that I have three pans to bake my bread in. Two of them are the same, and one is slightly smaller. How do I divide up my dough? I did what every sane person who can't do math does. I went on Facebook and I posted the question in my feed. In 20 minutes, I had an answer, which was convenient because that's when I needed to put the dough into the pants. What does my baking bread math problem have to do with finding speech topics? Let's bite into this problem as it rises and discover we've got a solution in our very own hands. Do you want to overcome your fear of public speaking? Do you want to discover the leader inside you? Welcome to Toastmasters, where in one hour per week, we can help you do both. This is Toastmasters 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Kragy. My problem with baking bread is an example of a simple problem-solution format. Number one, I have a problem. Number two, I search for a solution. Number three, how my solution worked. There you go. Three points for a five to seven minute speech. Add some humor, some experience, some story, and the speech writes itself. Speeches don't have to be complicated. In five to seven minutes, it's actually smart to be simple. Problem solution lends itself to storytelling. The key to successful storytelling in a speech, okay, I have two keys. The first is to start the story as close to possible as the significant action in the story. The other key is to avoid the moral of the story and instead share what you learned, how it impacted you, and maybe what you'll do better next time. For example, I would not start the story of baking bread when I started to schedule my bake the day before. No, my problem is that I don't know how to divide the bread. That's where I want to start, standing at the counter, dough in hand, without a clue how to divide this correctly so I have the right amount in each pan. Then I can add in the necessary backstory, the recipe, the reason I'm baking, and what I want to happen. I could also add, and I should add, some peril. Not all stories have a happy ending, especially when you're baking bread. Adding some wonder will help make my speech really shine. Excuse me, I need to go write down what I just did with my bread dough so I can do it again next week. Okay, I'm back. In fact, I'd probably put that interruption into my story at the end to show that I've learned something. I've learned to add onto my written recipe the measurements of the dough per pan for future use because I know I'm going to have this problem again in the future. And just in case you were wondering, the bread came out perfectly this time. That's another way to tell a story about a success you've had or even better, a failure. Or best of all, comparing the two. Baking bread is a pretty technical problem. And I don't know that I could compare a bad bake with a good bake without getting really deep into the weeds. But who doesn't have stories about good and bad in their lives? I think you probably have two things in your life that you can compare. Pets, cars, kids, dates, These things don't even have to be in your life. 
You can talk about any two things. I personally don't have any relationships with either llamas or alpacas, but I could give a speech comparing them. After researching, I mean, that's not information I immediately have to hand. We compare things all the time. We make choices all the time. That's why a comparison speech works so well. But what do you compare? That's the rub, isn't it? Finding things to compare? I've heard of two specific techniques to track ideas. The file box and the spreadsheet. You can pick whichever one you like. The file box is a simple way to track ideas. You get a file card, you put a generic title on the top, and you add ideas as they come to you. Last night, I was table topics leader at my club. This is the last meeting I'll be attending for a few weeks, so the idea of last came to me. Last meal, last date, last vacation adventure, final exam, last day of school, lots of lasts. Any one of those ideas could generate a good speech topic. Last could be on the card, and a list of lasts could be put below the title. Here's an idea I got from another podcast called Speak Up Storytelling. Link is in the show notes. Simply look around the place where you're currently located and note down three items. I'm at my desk, so I could list the wrenches beside my desk, which I use to tighten my microphone stand, the vial of dirt from a pilgrimage that a friend of mine brought back from Spain, or the poster of Thomas Jefferson's Rules of Conduct that I bought several years ago and hung up. That last one, the poster, inspires me to think about how I put this very poster at the top of my stairs in my home for years. I had no idea how much it had influenced one of my daughters, who told me that she uses some of those rules as her personal standard of conduct. There's a potential speech topic. My action had an impact on my daughter. It's not a problem solution. It's not a comparison. It's an example. It's an example of parenting, which might make it a part of a speech about child-rearing. Examples are just as important in your speech as your overall topic. By creating a list on a card, you're probably not listing the actual speech titles or ideas. You're writing down the inspiration to other ideas. Sometimes our list might lead us to an inspirational speech. Wrenches make me think about plumbing. I've discovered that toilet repair really isn't as complicated as we may think. It's more awkward than hard, really. If you turn off the water first, it's actually pretty easy. I could give a speech about how we convince ourselves that we can't do something when maybe all we need is to watch a YouTube video. I could give the example of when I saved myself a $150 service call by watching a video and borrowing a tool from my dad. Wrenches might also inspire me to talk about bikes and my foiled plan to bike the entire distance of the local hike-bike trail in northeastern Ohio called the Towpath. Yeah, that didn't work. One object produces multiple speech ideas. The card file is a nice way to work this because it's so simple. You thumb through the cards and memories and thoughts will come back to you. Like, Music that you listen to as a teen. Some things just take us back to the way we were, the way we felt, and the way we thought. We remember that day and time as if we were still there. Collect those ideas on the cards, just a few words to help you remember. Then when you need a speech topic, you can go back to the file box and pull out a few cards. You'll find a speech topic in there because you put it in there. 
The more modern take on the card file is the spreadsheet. It has the added feature of being sortable online and available wherever you have access. The card box probably won't ever leave your house, but your spreadsheet can live on Evernote or Google Drive that you can open at any time. The spreadsheet might track your inspiration in different ways. For example, in Matthew Dick's book, Storyworthy, he uses the spreadsheet for Homework for Life, a daily recording from his life for his storytelling career. If I were to use his method, I would probably add an extra column for the emotions that these ideas evoke, or maybe even another column for me to put in words for keyword searches. Personally, I don't use either of these systems. I've started using a notebook and I write down daily events that inspire stories or memories of past experiences. Because I'm into storytelling right now, the system works for me. It's not precisely journaling. It's more extensive than the card file and a lot less portable than the spreadsheet, but it seems a lot more secure. I write about my day in my notebook. That's hardly inspirational, but there are a dozen things that happen to us every day that could be speech topics. Consider these. Do you drink coffee? I'll bet a significant number of people at your meeting do the same. Do some research on coffee, its history, its production, method of making it, or even why you buy the coffee you do. How about this one? Dogs, cats, pets. Animals inspire great speech topics because we connect with our emotions when we talk about them. How about a process you're going through? Are you buying a house, buying a car, buying a garage for your car? The process of purchasing or building or repairing is universal. We all go through something that has a valuable payoff at the end, but the process may be frustrating or it may be fun or it may be both. You could tell me about your work. It's very likely that I have no idea what you do or why you do it. You could tell me about your hobby, especially if it's weird. The weirder, the better. Or not. If you collect stamps, that's not weird, but it's still fascinating to you. If you don't know how to make a speech fascinating, well, that's a topic for another podcast. The last thing I want to talk to you about is how to title your speech. What's your ringtone on your smartphone? Does it matter? Back in the old days when phones used to be attached to the wall, yeah, I know, that's crazy. How did they ever manage it? The sound of a telephone created a sense of excitement, of anticipation that something was going to happen. Someone wants to talk to me. Nowadays, I get the idea that a ringtone does the exact opposite to some people. Dread. Oh no, I've got to talk to somebody. Either way, it's an introduction to a communication with someone else. Your speech title is an introduction, too. The purpose of your title is to create a sense of interest in your audience. It's an art form that's become a science called clickbaiting. The use of certain styles, like using numbers or benefits, how we respond to words, ideas, questions, it's all being studied and analyzed. Did you know you can go online and find a free headline generator that has dozens of formats that will attract readers? You can use that headline generator to title your speech. Are you skeptical? Let's compare. How to Brew a Cup of Coffee might have another title. 
brewing the drink of power. Which one do you want to hear? Reasons to drink coffee or three ways that coffee improves your life. I'm not going to say that your title is more important than your content. You could have the best content in the world and name your speech antacids, an in-depth study of the power of calcium carbonate on the digestive system. And probably someone will get excited about your speech, but not with that title. You'd have to have a killer opening to wake up your audience after that. Two more things about your title. First, make sure your introducer can say it. Tongue twisters are not fun for the Toastmaster of the day who doesn't have time to read your intro a dozen times first. Second, I personally love humor in a title. Brewing your future would amuse me. I'd be curious about what you're going to say. I'm ready for you in a way that coffee brewing techniques will never interest me because I don't drink coffee. Don't undercut your speech with a bad title. You can create a good title. Just remember, speeches are titled, not entitled. Entitlements are for rights. Titles are for names. You don't have a problem with a speech topic or a title. You have an opportunity. You can rise to the occasion and brew up a great title for your next speech. Toastmasters 101 podcast is a production of Toastmasters District 10. I hear there's a push in some other districts to create their own district podcast. Let me know if you heard one. I'd love to see us share our podcasts. Our music today is from incompetech.filmmusic.io, but our sound effects come from other places. Those links will be in the show notes. Next week, I'll be back from a podcasting conference where I expect to see a lot of Toastmasters and meet a lot more people who need Toastmasters. This should be fun. Here on Toastmasters 101, we'll be talking about how to make your speech fascinating next week. I've got three good tips to help you. Wait, that should be the title of the podcast. Three great tips to fascinate your audience. <laughs>